Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Yeah, look, so we're seeing a number of changes around uh, testing and a significant uh, decreasing in terms of the requirements for testing and for isolation. And the details of all of that will be available online. But the reason Cabinet has agreed to make these necessary decisions and the decision to lift the remaining COVID restrictions, such as the removal of the mandatory mask wearing, is that we have seen now significant progress as a result of the people of Ireland working with the Irish government to effectively take on this pandemic in a really strong way. And the results have been pretty impressive. When you, when you look at Ireland, we have one of the lowest death rates from COVID. We also have the highest vaccine uh, rates or one of the highest vaccine rates uh, within the world. And that has allowed us to remove these restrictions at this time. And I think, look, these restrictions have been very, I think, imposing on people. People's rights have been restricted, but they were necessary and only so far as necessary to protect the public. But we, those restrictions now are no longer necessary and I think they do need to be lifted. Right. But I think what is important, and this is very important, you know, we, we're still a recommendation to wear masks in public transport. I personally certainly will continue to wear it. It's not legally mandatory, but it is a recommendation. And mask wearing will continue in healthcare settings. And I actually think that it should always remain in healthcare settings because I think, you know, it reduces risks from other uh, diseases and viruses. And just to clarify what's happening with the testing minister, 55 or older and have not received a booster, uh, this is who still should get tested. If you're 55 or older and not received a booster, if you have a high-risk medical condition, if you're immunocompromised, if you live in the same household and provide care and support to someone who is immunocompromised or if you're pregnant, and if you're in close contact with no symptoms, you no longer need a test unless you're a healthcare worker who is a household hold close contact. A lot of thought has obviously gone into this because uh, Neffet have never, they've been very cautious haven't they over the last number of years so I would imagine they haven't rushed into any of this. No absolutely they haven't rushed into any of this. They've always uh, acted on the precautionary principle and you know the government and Neffet at times have come in for criticism on the suggestion that maybe they've been too cautious but I think you can never be cautious enough when you're dealing with people's lives and we've seen the results of that cautiousness in a positive way as I say one of the lowest death rates from COVID in the world and we have one of the highest vaccination rates in the world as well but the advice now is we are at it in a very different stage of this pandemic Yeah. We need to try and get back to as normal as possible because we know also, and while public health is the most important aspect, the economic fallout for many people in terms of their incomes, in terms of their businesses and their, and their employment has also been very severe and severe for the national economy as well. Huge borrowings have had to be made to support businesses and people, for example, on pub payments and other supports. Rightly so, because we're now seeing an economic uh, recovery much faster than anywhere else in the world as well as a result of those supports that were put in place. Before we move on to other topics, uh, visitors no longer need to show proof of vaccination or recovery going to a nursing home. This is another major change. Yes, and I, I, I think this change is a very important change because I think our older people in many ways, like our younger people, suffered the most out of COVID. You know, older people in nursing homes, they haven't been able to see family and friends for large portions of it. That has a major impact mentally on the people within nursing homes, but their families as well. And I've dealt with many of those families over the last two years. So I think the easing of those restrictions 
um, are very welcome, you know, so people can go in and see their family and see their friends who are in nursing homes. But of course, every nursing home will have to make their own individual decisions at particular times. There will continue to be outbreaks. And, you know, I would ask people to obviously yeah. bear with those nursing homes and the, and the particular advice within an individual nursing home from time to time. You join us on this uh, Wednesday morning with a, a, a world on high alert about developments in Ukraine. I, I watched it. I absolutely spent hours watching it last night. It's very, very worrying. I was impressed, mind you, by James Cleverly speaking in the House of Commons yesterday. I felt he was very competent and certainly a bit reassuring about the steps taken there. Maybe you'd agree or disagree with that. But um, looking at the situation, how close to all at war do you think we are? What's the view of the Irish government? I think we're very close all out war in the Ukraine. The, the Russian military has, has now entered the Ukraine into the, the disputed Donbass area um, and have now recognised the two breakaway uh, regions and have gone even further to say that the Russia now recognises those breakaway regions' claim to further territory within the Ukraine. We're dealing with Vladimir Putin, who I think just doesn't come across as a rational, reasonable person. He has notions about Russia becoming an empire again. And he very much sees the Ukraine as not being a country. He doesn't recognize it as a country. He thinks it was actually created, uh, an artificial country created by the Soviet Union and by Lenin uh, over 100 years ago. And he wants to assume it back into Russia, but it's deeply worrying. We're now potentially facing the largest uh, military war in Europe since World War Two. And you, you, when when something like this is unleashed, you simply don't know what the follow can, can be. Now, the EU leaders, along with America and Japan and Australia and other world democracies, have come down with strong uh, response, with strong sanctions, uh, very much targeted restrictions on trade uh, in relation to individual people within Russia and with these breakaway regions. But further restrictions are going to come into place as well. But it is, we're simply not dealing with a rational entity with, when you're dealing with uh, Putin here, so you're not. So we simply don't know where this is going to end up. But we need to be very firm with Russia. They're, they are effectively taking a, a salami uh, effect, if you like, towards Ukraine, taking it slice by slice. And there, there is a question of, you know, at what point will there be a military reaction? But I think we're seeing the Ukraine now uh, calling all of the reservists. Ukraine has a very large army and uh, a large amount of reservists. This will be a very, very serious war, I think, if it breaks out. And it's very, very worrying. This is, you know, this is part of Europe and where it ends up. And in the short term, what we're going to see again, unfortunately, is a further increase in energy prices, which will be reflected in, in our electricity prices, our heating prices, our, our petrol prices at the pump, and even, you know, gas is essential in terms of our farming community for um, in, in, for supporting farming communities as well. So we're going to see you know, more increases in prices, which is, again, very, very worrying, certainly in the, in the, in the medium term. Well, we worry about that, but let's finish off on a positive note. The announcement of uh, Wexford man, Owlert man, Patrick Prendergast as the new chair of the Southeast uh, Technological University. I'm sure it's something you welcome. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, I met with Paddy Prendergast a number of times. He was a, a, a fantastic leader and provost of Trinity, a very intelligent, very capable, uh, very measured man. And I think to have a Wexford man heading up uh, the new technology university uh, is really, really welcome, and I think it uh, really gives, I think, a message that this is going to be university for the southeast. Uh, he'll be very independent in his role. I have no doubt about that. 
But we've seen a broad uh, support, I think, for this university right across the southeast. And I think Paddy's appointment, I couldn't have thought of anybody better really for this role. And it's wonderful to see. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.